Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson have a tough time connecting in the end zone. I'm, a, I'm afraid to talk about the Bears. You got a little upset when I brought up Kareem Cohen earlier, so I'm not sure if I can comment here. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamers here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, your host. You can find me on Twitter, at Loafnet. And again, joining me this week, my DFS compadre, Pierre, at PWE31 on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Pierre? Wes, I'm doing really well, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing really well, too. You know what I did? You know what I did last week? And I, I think I tweeted this out. I don't know if I tweeted out the lineup. Look, look, some some things on Twitter get a little technologically advanced for me and my S4 phone. <laughs> I can't do everything on Twitter like I'd want to. Uh, but I, I, what, what did we say it was last week? You said, you said this, and I tweeted it out, that I started a lineup. And then I ran it back with somebody else, and I ended up winning. I, I won. I won pretty big off my quarter uh, slot machine game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you got to run it back, man. When you stack a team, you you want that game to stay close. You got to run it back with someone on the other side. There you go. Stack it up and run it back. I think that's how I put it. That's what clicks in my head. Did we do so? Did we did okay though in our picks? You did okay. I don't know if yeah, I did. We did really well. So I was I was big on that Falcons and Cowboys game, and even the lineup I built at the end. It had Dak, um, it had Cooper, it had Lamb, and it ran it back with Ridley. So if the listeners tuned in and if they they started with that core, they should have been in really good shape because that game went off. Uh, the Cowboys struggled a little bit early, and you know they mounted a comeback late. Uh, Dak had you know, two or three rushing touchdowns, and he threw for one. Cooper Lamb had both over 100 yards, so it was it was a really good day, uh, DFS wise. Oh, and you hit on Hurst too. I remember you talking about Hurst. Yes, he was the other portion of that game. I knew a lot of people would be off of him after Week One, uh, but if you looked at the training camp. I believe even before the offseason, him and Matt Ryan spent a lot of time together. So I, I knew it was only a matter of time uh, before they would click. And uh, thankfully, I didn't get off the train and, and they clicked last week. Well, and, and I did, too. I don't know if I said it on this broadcast or something. I, I just felt like it was an Aaron Jones revenge game time. I say revenge game, just a get right game last week. I thought it was going to be his turn in that Green Bay offense. It was. And he exploded. And my, my wife's a Packers fan, so she was super excited. Oh. And uh, another reason that, you know, you were right on the money with that Aaron Jones call is that Jeffrey Akuto, the first round pick for the Lions, the cornerback, uh, he made his debut and he was really sticking to Devontae Adams pretty well. I know Adams tweaked his hamstring a bit, uh, which caused him to mix some action, but Akuto was right on his hip that whole game. And that's something to look forward to in the future. Now, we usually stay away from the Thursday games, Pierre. We record this on Tuesday, uh, so a lot of things change in that DFS world by the time it gets around to you. But we, I, like to, I like to do this show this time of the week because then we get to marinate on DFS plays. You know what I mean? It just kind of marinates there in my mind as I think about things up till Sunday. But you usually stay away from those Thursday things, and I really like those like on, on DraftKings where they have the showdown captain mode or the tier games or whatever it's mm -hmm. called. I like playing those, man, and that when you talk about stacking them up and running them back, to me, that Miami-Jacksonville game, oh, that that is perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I play the showdowns, and um, I, I did well on the showdowns as well um, when it came to last week. I, I tend to steer clear because when you look at the main slate, they only include those Sunday games from 1 o'clock up through 425, so they don't include Thursday, Sunday night, Monday night on the main slate, but the showdown slates are great. This one coming up. 
Uh, you look at it and you're like, the Jags and Dolphins, not sure how I feel about that. But there could be some points scored. Um, if you are looking at showdown, you, you tend to want to target players that can put up big points. So you want to look at your Sharks, uh, your Minshews when it comes to the Jags, maybe Robinson out of the backfield. Then with the Dolphins, it'd be a Gusecki, a, a Fitz, um, or Devontae Parker um, for your captain spots. Many folks get cute and try to get someone real cheap so they can fit in a lot of guys, but they're they're missing out on the multiplier. You got to get guys that are going to score points in your captain spot. Yeah, I, that's where I've had some success is playing those showdown things. And man, I I load them up with the big dogs. You know what I mean? I, I load them up with the big dogs and I play a couple of different big dogs in the big dog positions, and then I just take flyers on the bottom ones. And I I, I try I try to do my best at finding a good flyer for those uh, contests. And it's, it's a lot of fun to do those. I like them. I do as well. I believe I had Waller as my, my captain last night. That turned out pretty well. Uh, Taysom Hill was my flyer. He had a goal line carry where he didn't quite get in that, that stopped it from being a really big night, but I can't, I can't complain. All right. Well, let's move on to the Sunday games uh, because like you said, Thursday, just kind of one of those Thursday things that you got to do and that you have fun with until, until the big contests on Sunday come about. And this week we have got, I don't know where the tier starts for quarterback, man. Are we are we doing point tiers? Like, because there there's people who score thirty points a week for the quarterbacks, and those guys are all in that sixty seven hundred up to the seventy eight hundred range. And of course, this week Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are facing off each other, or facing off against each other. Yeah, that's going to be a good showdown on Monday night, and I'm I'm very thankful it's on Monday night because oh, yeah. it won't be a part of the main slate. Um, but I'm just looking forward to watching that game as a fan. Um, when it comes to the quarterback tiers, I do think for the main slate, you have to start at the top. Uh, Russell Wilson, 7,300. Dak Prescott, 7,200. Uh, that game has the highest uh, over-under right now at 55 and a half. Uh, both really fast-paced teams, which a lot of people ignore uh, when it comes to, to game stacking. It's looking at the pace of the offenses. And, and both of these teams are in the top seven uh, when it comes to pace. I'm expecting another shootout as long as it doesn't rain, uh, which you always worry about in Seattle. Um, If not, then uh, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott are going to be really two good foundations to start off with at quarterback. They both have had some great weeks against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll see if they can put it together against each other this week, and I don't see what would be stopping them uh, at all. I'm looking down here. Kyler Murray has been one of those players that just, man, out of nowhere, he's he's getting them rushing, he's getting them through the air, and it really seems like he's hurting Kenyon Drake's value. But, man, Kyler Murray is an exciting player, and on this DFS slate, he's coming in at a pretty good price. Yeah, he's he's right there, um, right right underneath uh, Dak and Wilson, along with Josh Allen, who's also had a great start to the year. Um, I do like Kyler Murray because of his rushing upside, and uh, there's definitely something different about him this year. I know they've added uh, Newt Hopkins there, wide receiver, and uh, he has kind of vultured into some of Drake's action when it comes to to carrying the football. But Detroit, uh, they've gotten beat up by Trubisky and, and Aaron Rodgers already. So Kyler's really in a prime position, and this game actually has the the second highest over under uh, at 54 and a half, right behind uh, that Dak and, and Russell Wilson game with the the 55 and a half. So DraftKings did a really good job when it comes to the tiers of the pricing for the quarterbacks, getting those higher prices up there for the over unders that are are leading the slate. So a little bit cheaper is a guy who's just throw he's got to throw it all over the field right now. Matt Ryan, do you think he'll have success this week? He will. So I feel like the Bears are, are probably the, the best defense he's faced so far. 
Um, but even when you look in the last year, Matt Ryan's probably the safest quarterback um, outside of Mahomes and Lamar that you can play. And that's because the Falcons just aired out. Um, Devontae Freeman's gone. Uh, they got Todd Gurley, but he hasn't really established himself uh, in this office quite yet. And and even so, um, they always like to, to throw the ball around. You got both both receivers when it comes to Ridley and Julio getting targets. Uh, Julio's hamstrings are a little in question right now. I know he struggled. Uh, really, the only one in that game last week that struggled for the Falcons. Uh, but you got them. Russell Gage has gotten 12 targets and nine targets in, in back-to-back weeks. And then Hurst finally had his breakout as well. So Matt Ryan has the weapons. Uh, they like to spread the field. They like to have a spread offense. So I think he's going to be a safe play week in and week out, really regardless of what defense is in front of him. In addition, with Ryan, the, the best part is that he, he's at home. Uh, the only only time he really seems to, to have any type of struggles is when he's outdoors, um, which he, he hasn't been yet. Uh, he's been at home against the Seahawks and inside against the, the Cowboys last week, and now he's back inside against the Bears. So he, he does pretty good um, in that dome element. Uh, you usually want to maybe start to get off of him when he's outside, especially if it starts getting colder. All right, Pierre. I agree with you on that, Matt Ryan. It just seems when he has to start putting the glove on, his performance goes down. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that is, but uh, that's just what it appears to me living here in Alabama. And I am excited because that will be my game of the week in Alabama. I'll be able to watch my Chicago Bears take on those Atlanta Falcons. And that next little that next little tier is that between 6,000, 6,500 range. Who, who do you like there, Pierre? I actually like Matt Stafford um, a lot this week. So um, they haven't looked great. Uh, when it comes to the Lions so far. Um, but again, they're in the second highest over-under uh, when they go to Arizona. And they should be getting Kenny Galladay back, which is going to be a, a really big lift uh, for Matthew Stafford. Uh, right now, his main target has been Marvin Jones. And he's been really oh, really underwhelming because he, he's not a number one guy, in my opinion. But when you have Kenny Galladay, who's probably going to draw the, the Patrick Peterson coverage, that should open up things for Marvin Jones. It should give Matt Stafford, an actual wide receiver, one target. Um, so I like Stafford at 6,300, and I like Joe Burrow right under him uh, against the Eagles. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, I thought they have a, a better start. I know you weren't on the Eagles, so right now you look like a genius because they started off 0-2. Uh, but I do like Joe Burrow. I, I got a feeling he's going to start connecting with A.J. Green as well. And then uh, Drew Stample, who's a, a tight end we'll talk about later, uh, after the Azuma uh, injury is going to be a, a really big factor for him as well. So I like Burrow there at 6,200. Yeah, and one of these days, DraftKings will pay some respect. It may be on your DraftKings sheet, but they they don't even have a picture of Joe Burrow up. I mean, I, I don't, you know, he's just the, he's just the little shadow guy right now. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know why they're doing that. The only image of him online is him with the cigar, so maybe they're just trying to keep mm-hmm. it clean. And that's why he doesn't have one yet. I noticed, too, that the new quarterback for the Chargers, maybe if Coach Lynn will allow it to happen. I call him A-Bear because I remember Bobby A-Bear from back in the day. Remember him? And I think, it was, I think his last name is spelled the same. Yeah, I, re- I remember the name A-Bear, but uh, Justin Herbert, he he stepped up, um, which was pretty shocking because based off the reports, that was that was a last-minute decision. So Tyrod Taylor uh, kind of had those chest pains, you know, leading up to kickoff and when they decided to roll him out. So they're basically like, hey, rookie, you're, you're the number, you're the guy. And he didn't look shaken at all. I mean, he looked comfortable in the pocket. He was able to scramble. 
Um, I'm surprised that Anthony Lynn, you know, is still committed to Tyrod Taylor. Um, but again, they are coming off uh, seasons with Phillip Rivers, who had a lot of turnovers uh, in his last couple of years there with the Chargers. Tyrod's more of a, a game manager. He doesn't really turn the ball over. So perhaps that's the type of quarterback that Lynn wants. Uh, but Herbert's going to get his chance if he continues to look like he did against the Chiefs. Uh, that those are those are some good people, but I'm not I'm not real big. You know me. I like to take flyers on quarterbacks. Okay, <laughs> it goes back to my streaming days when I used to like to stream quarterbacks all the time. Uh, and I, I won a championship with Blake Bortles as my streaming quarterback, by the way. Uh, so I like to look at those cheaper options, Pierre. And I think all these all the rest of the guys fall into that category. Who do you like as these really good value plays this week? Well, one's going to be your guy, uh, Mitchell Trubisky at fifty seven hundred. Going to Atlanta, uh, both Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson have really just torched uh, that Falcon secondary. Uh, Trubisky hasn't looked bad. Um, he's looked really well. He's he's kind of managed the game. He's used his legs a little bit more. Um, I have to feel like Allen Robinson's going to get involved sooner or later, um, and this could be the week for Trubisky at 5,700. Um, if you go down a little bit more, Jarrett Goff, 5,600, a really cheap price for for Jarrett Goff right now as the the Rams are – Kind of underrated. Um, they're they're two and zero. Great start. Uh, still got a great um, offensive coach in, in Sean McVay. Uh, he threw for two sixty seven and three touchdowns. All to Higby. Uh, that Buffalo game should actually be a really good game. Forty eight over under right now. Uh, Seventy two degrees in Buffalo this weekend. So uh, I can I can see golf leaning on Bobby Trees and Robert Woods uh, going to Cup and then obviously uh, going back to Higby. So him at fifty six hundred is also a good play. Um, I can't play Kirk Cousins. Uh, I know he's at a good price range. I don't like Tennessee secondary, but Kirk Cousins is just a guy I just try to avoid. Not going to play Carr against New England. But when you get down in that real cheap range, Teddy Bridgewater, 5,200 against the against the Chargers. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey for the next four to six weeks after his high ankle sprain. You you want to you want to think that they're going to lean on Bridgewater uh, to actually air the ball out a lot more uh, versus the Mike Davis handoff. Uh, so Bridgewater and then coupling that with some Robbie Anderson, some DJ Moore, uh, could be a really sneaky play at 5,200 going in this week. Then Nick Mullins at 5,100. Uh, I think Garoppolo is going to play, but if he doesn't, uh, Nick Mullins, I believe it was Monday night last year, had a really big Monday night game. Uh, he's against the Giants, so he may be a, a sleeper as well, 5,100, depending on what happens with Jimmy G. Yeah, I could see that, and I, I've been wondering this week if if Teddy Bridgewater isn't a I, I don't know it depends on how deep your league is of course, but isn't a must start quarterback at this point with how much they're going to have to throw the ball and lean on throwing the ball they they just don't have anybody else there that they can hand the ball off to with regularity that's going to move the ball at all and and to be honest with you he's put up some pretty good fantasy numbers. Yeah, even last week he he threw for three hundred plus so. Um, when you take away their main weapon, uh, which is Christian McCaffrey, uh, they're going to have to lean on on Teddy a lot more. They can't just hand the ball off to, to Mike Davis or do dump off to Mike Davis. They're going to have to air it out. And Teddy's capable. He had some pretty good games uh, in Drew Brees' absence last year uh, with the Saints. And even this year, I mean, 19.4 in week one, 14 last week, and that's without any touchdowns, uh, but throwing for 367 yards. So Bridgewater's definitely under a radar play. Uh, that really could help you open up some salary at 5,200. I'm just not sure you're going to need salary this week, if I'm being honest. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take that under advisement. Uh, I'm still looking forward to playing those Thursday quarterbacks myself. All <laughs> right. Let's look at running back because we don't have 
we don't have the two highest priced running backs to choose from anymore, Pierre. That that's crazy thinking all in one week you you have both of those big dogs going down, man. Uh, CMC and also Saquon Barkley, they're no longer going to be fantasy relevant, I don't think, for the rest of this year. I think CMC's going to end up sitting out as the Carolina Panthers end up continuing to lose. Yeah, that's a, a tough break, especially for those uh, in redraft leagues or that had the number one and number two pick. Uh, yeah. Both of those guys going down hurt. Uh, with McCaffrey, it's really going to depend on how the, the Panthers kind of – how they play these next couple of games. If they can, they can win a couple, uh, he, he may go ahead and get back and, and still be relevant. Uh, but I agree, if they, if they continue to struggle – continue to, to not gain any wins, then they, they may sit him out a little bit longer and just kind of wait on next season. Uh, it's a shame, too, because he actually came down $800, uh, but obviously we won't be able to play him. He's ruled out, uh, so you'll have to start off at the top there with, with Zeke Elliott when it comes to the Seahawks. Yeah, and that's the start of that tier. At 8,300, you have Ezekiel Elliott, and I think that goes all the way down. We'll just mention a, a big name right here, Jonathan Taylor has jumped into the $7,000 price range? Yeah, my, my guy JT uh, from the Coats. I was big on him again last week. He was a part of that lineup that I had uh, myself, 22 points, and he really didn't have to play the end of that game. Uh, the Coats were pretty handily uh, ahead of the, the Vikings. The majority of that game kind of manhandled them uh, when it came to that game as well, and they kind of turned to Jordan Wilkins there at the end, who got a lot of garbage time. Uh, 26 carries, 22 DK points, had a touchdown, two receptions. Price jumped up $1,300. Um, I do like Jonathan Taylor again this week. Uh, there's a lot of running backs in this range, though, that I like. And I, I feel like that's going to be the key to this slate is getting your, your running backs right, uh, both with the guys that are, are really good value um, as well as some of those guys that are now filling in uh, for some of those major injuries. Yeah, I'll tell you one guy who's been very disappointing in fantasy. The touches have been there, but as I watch these first couple of games, there are no lanes for Derrick Henry to run through. And it's really hard to get a train going whenever there's there's no place for the train to go. Yeah, I agree. And Derrick Henry was the one guy I got wrong last week, it felt like. And it was a shame to see. He was in a good spot. Um, and that's something to watch with the, the Jaguars defense. Uh, they've kind of held the, the Colts in check uh, when it comes to the running game, as well as the Titans now with Derrick Henry. Uh, so you may not want to target the run against the Jags in the future. But I'm going to keep going back to the, the Derrick Henry well. As you stated, the volume's still there. Uh, 31 carries week one, 25 attempts uh, last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We just saw Jonathan Taylor's torch, this same Vikings defense. Uh, so you have to feel that Derrick Henry is going to break out sooner or later. I tend to, to try to play Henry more when it gets to the, the cold weather months. Uh, he tends to wear teams down a lot better. They get tired of tackling him out in the freezing coat. Uh, but I'm still going to keep going back to that well, 7,800 with Henry, uh, just because of the volume alone. If Derek Thomas is out, I'm not. I don't. I, Green Bay doesn't have a great defense, but I think they're going to have to lean heavily on Alvin Kamara again. And on the reverse side of that, if we're going to stack them up and run them back, Aaron Jones with no Devontae Adams, he's going to be dependent on again in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm not sure the the Michael Thomas status. I, I think I even read something that it's going to have to be a Packers 
uh, team doctor that's going to have to clear him. Uh, so if that doctor knows what's good for him, he, he won't clear mm-hmm. Michael Thomas uh, for Sunday night. But if he's not cleared, uh, you're totally right. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to be a big factor in that Saints offense again, uh, just as he was uh, Monday night against the Raiders. Uh, Jared Cook, a little revenge uh, from his days when he was with the Packers as well. And even Emmanuel Sanders, uh, he didn't really show up much last night, but in his uh, free agency, he was actually between the Packers and the Saints, and he chose the Saints uh, over the Packers itself. And as you stated, you do want to run it back. Um, you have Devontae Adams, who has a slight hamstring himself, uh, so he may not even play. We may be without two of the top receivers in the game Sunday night. And if that's the case, and yes, Aaron Jones, you're going to want all of. He'll actually probably be my captain in a showdown if Devontae Adams is ruled out uh, in that matchup against the Saints there in New Orleans Sunday night. Yeah, it kind of looks like, and, and I hate to say it because Michael Thomas just hasn't been healthy. And it, it, there's no preseason game, so it's been a strange year. But I, I play so, slow-pitch softball, Pierre. Okay. And, and every offseason, especially as I got older, it, it's been harder for me to pick up where I left off. Okay. And, and my skills diminish every year, every off season. And I wonder if I'm not looking at Drew Brees really and, and really noticing the same kind of drop off that I experience in slow pitch softball for this NFL quarterback. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible analogy. No, I mean, it's, it's a really good point. You know, they, they brought Brees back. He's, he's 41 years old and, Kind of similar to what we're seeing with, with Tom Brady. You know, they're, they're just not looking great when it comes to, to arm strength, uh, arm accuracy. So uh, you got James Winston there on the bench. I don't, I don't think that, you know, Peyton will go to him too soon. Um, you have to give Drew Brees a chance uh, to right the ship, especially if this is really his last year potentially uh, to kind of chase that championship. Uh, but if they continue to struggle, uh, you could definitely see uh, maybe a, a turn to James Winston just to see if he can add a spark and give this team a chance uh, to win a title if Breeze can't get it together. Nick Chubb starts that next tier at 6,900 against a uh, Washington football team. And I think that goes all the way down to Miles Sanders, who had a good breakout game in his first game, real game with Philadelphia last week. He's facing off against Cincinnati at 6,400. What do you think about this next tier running backs at Wee 31? Love Miles Sanders this week. Uh, good, good debut when it came to the week two against the Rams, even in a, a blowout really at the end there, uh, they lost by almost 20 points, uh, had 95 yards and a touchdown, had, uh, three targets well, seven targets actually with, with three receptions, um, excuse me, uh, against the Cincinnati defense, 28th against the run, a really good spot for Miles Sanders. Uh, I really like Austin Eckler uh, up there as well at 6,800, uh, 32 ranked defense against Carolina. Carolina has been torched so far um, in two weeks, even um, giving up both touchdowns to Leonard Fournette last week, um, who I actually spoke about. I said uh, Ronald Jones is a good play, but you have to worry about when Fournette's going to take over. And that may have been the week last week. Uh, Arians is kind of still on the fence, uh, but both of those guys got in the end zone against Carolina, and that's who Eckler's going to face, 6,800. He had a pretty good showing against the Chiefs himself. 93 rushing yards, had four catches, 55 yards. Uh, regardless of whether it's Tyrod or Herbert, I think Eckler's a good play, as well as his counterpart once we get down to a lower tier and uh, Josh Kelly. Yeah, and I, I, I built a lineup earlier tonight, and I was thinking the very same thing. I put them both in. I was like, okay, I'm going to put Kelly in as my flex. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going I'm to rock this out with the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, Fournette, does, 
It, Fournette does start at 6,200, and I do think that was the breakout game. I don't think there's anything, you know, you can't look back from that. And especially with how many catches he had last year in Jacksonville, he proved that he could catch the ball out of the backfield. And we all know Tom Brady loves that. But that next tier goes from there. And, and I don't know, I think there's a stopping point here before we get into those really, really good value plays. Maybe with Daryl Henderson at 5,400. Yeah, so this is a, a unique range, and we kind of spoke to Kenyon Drake earlier. Uh, Kyler Murray's kind of still in some of his thunder uh, that he had this offseason. Uh, Kenyon Drake actually had an interesting tweet uh, the other night where he, he told everyone uh, that's kind of barking at him about his fantasy numbers to drop him so someone else in their league can reap the benefits. Um, I always like hearing things like that from, from NFL players. Uh, that kind of keep the fantasy community in mind. Mm-hmm. I do like Kenyon Drake. I'll probably keep chasing him uh, for the next few weeks because I, I feel like he's going to have a breakout at any point. Uh, Kyler's been running really hot with Hopkins. Uh, Detroit, this is the team that gave up all that big yardage to, to Aaron Jones last week. It could be a, a Kenyon Drake week if he can break off a few at 6K. Um, so I really like him uh, against the Lions at home. Again, second highest over under uh, Arizona, favorite by five. And uh, you usually like running backs uh, when it comes to teams that are are favored as you hope they can kind of bleed out the clock and get a couple extra carries there late. Yeah, I don't think this team is favored, but Melvin Gordon comes in at 5,800. And then the person I think that's going to get faded out this week, even though he caught a touchdown last week, David Montgomery at 5,700. I I don't see the game script going well for him. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of either one. I like Tampa's run defense. Uh, they do struggle against the, the pass-catching running backs, and I know Melvin Gordon can kind of get you know some action when it comes to, to pass-catching. I'm um, just not sure how that's going to play out with Jeff Driscoll um, at quarterback for the Broncos with, with Drew Locke kind of ruled out uh, for at least the next two to four weeks. Um, that's kind of an offense. I got to see what takes place uh, now with, without Locke and now with Courtney Sutton, who also uh, sort of – Cortland Sutton also tore his ACL. Um, so it's just an offense I'm probably going to try to stay away from until there's more clarity. And I've never been a, a David Montgomery fan. Um, a lot of hype this offseason. Uh, just never a fan. Wasn't a fan last year. He doesn't impress me on tape. Um, he, he may ultimately, you know, turn out to be good. Uh, he's probably a better option than Tariq Cohen, who they gave a lot of money to for some reason, uh, even though they need to sign Allen Robinson. Uh, but not a David Montgomery fan. I won't be playing him at all. All you guys on the Fit It Fantasy Impact Today Network love to just poke me. You're poking the bear when every time you mention uh, Tariq Cohen, you're just poking me, man. You just want me to go off. You want me to go on some tangent about how he averages negative three yards uh, per pass attempt that he catches the ball, negative three yards, and then his yards after catch, one yard. I think it's one yard. It's a peewee. He, he, he minus two yards every time he touches the ball, man. It did not make sense to – to pay him before Allen Robinson. but Now, this next tier, we're just rolling up the backups is what we're doing. Deion Lewis, 5,300. Mike Davis, 5,100. Uh, De- uh, DeAndre Swift, I think he's a backup. Oh, I don't know what's going on in Detroit's backfield at all. Jarek McKinnon at 4,900. Wayne Gallman, 4,900. What are we supposed to do with this bottom tier, Pierre? Yeah, this is going to be the, the tier that may make or, or break the slate if you get down there. I, I honestly probably won't get down here. I'll probably play uh, three running backs, uh, 6K or above myself. Um, I think you have to look at at James White. So definitely uh, tragic to hear uh, the passing of his father in that that car accident. 
Um, I haven't heard any updates on his mom, but but thoughts and prayers for his family and condolences, hoping his mom plays through. I'm really big on narratives. I remember the uh, Brett Favre Monday night game after his father passed away and how he really torched the Raiders. I could see something similar happen. The team kind of rallying around uh, New England and uh, I guess they're playing. It, it's also a Raiders. So if he is playing, if he is active, I could definitely see him getting in the end zone and, and them trying to get him in the end zone uh, for his father. So if, if he if he does play, uh, best, best of luck to him. I hope he does well. And uh, he's someone I would look at. You get down to Mike Davis. Uh, last week, he, he had eight catches um, for 74 yards, which I wasn't even aware he was a receiving back. But uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, you also got to look at Curtis Samuel. Uh, he's a receiver there for the, the Panthers. But he had some running back experience uh, when it came to his Ohio State days. And uh, he could be you know, in play when it comes to, to taking some of those carries uh, from Mike Davis. I'll probably stay away from that. I also love Josh Kelly. I know I talked about him with, with Eckler a little bit earlier. You said you have a couple lineups with both of them in there. I think that's a great idea. Um, only 5K, uh, 20, 23 um, rushing attempts last week. If he gets in the end zone, that's a much bigger day for him against that terrible uh, Carolina Panthers run defense. Going to avoid the Lions, like you said. You don't know what's going on with Swift, uh, on Johnson, you know, AP, Adrian Peterson. Uh, that's a three-headed backfield to stay away from. Uh, similar to Ronald Jones, don't want a piece of him at all either. Uh, you still don't know uh, the, the breakdown of him or Fournette. Uh, Gallman's going to be interesting as well as McKinnon. So McKinnon's probably a guy you're going to want to play. A uh, terrible injury day for the 49ers with uh, Bosa. You had Solomon Thomas. Uh, you had um, Jimmy G leave early. And then obviously both running backs now are out um, when it comes to, to Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. So McKinnon should get every opportunity. Uh, really good price at 4900 if you're going to have a guy getting all the work. I'm not sure if they're going to call someone up off the practice squad or not, but I really like him at 4900 And then Gallman, he, he may be in play. A lot of folks are probably going to play Deion Lewis uh, since Gallman was inactive last week, but, but Gallman's been an airy down back uh, when Saquon's been injured in the past, and I don't think they'll be ready to throw Devontae Freeman in the mix just yet. Um, I know he signed there, but he's got to learn the offense. Uh, so he's probably not a go uh, when it comes to Sunday. Yeah, with all with Deion Lewis trending on Twitter right now, you know it's going to be a Wayne Gallman Sunday, right? Absolutely. That's how it works. It's a trap. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to build a couple of different lineups, of course. And and I'm going to play Jeff Wilson Jr. from the 49ers. And I'm also going to, in another lineup, I'll just switch these two out. I'll play Kyle Jusek. Or just, how do you say his last name? Jusek? Oh, yeah, Kyle Jusek. Jusek. That's how, Jusek. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna play one, well, a lineup with both of them in there just because it seems like that's what the 49ers love to do to you. That's true. Though. One of them will definitely vulture. It's It's guaranteed. All right, so let's move over to wide receivers, and we got the big dogs barking here with DeAndre Hopkins starting at us, starting us all out at seventy nine hundred, and then we have those three questionable, if not out, wide receivers: Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley has jumped up as the number was that number four, number five wide receiver on DraftKings at seventy two hundred, which seems like a huge jump, but man, that volume is just tremendous there in Atlanta. I think that tier ends though. If I look right, I'm just gonna stop it at the Chris Godwin at 6,700. Yeah, when it comes to the, the receivers, this is a tough week for receivers for me. I don't really like a lot up top. Um, Hopkins would probably be a guy um, that I'd have to jam in if necessary. Uh, the one reason I'm concerned is 
Jeffrey Okuda, again, looked really good against Devontae Adams last week. Um, but you don't know if that was because of uh, the hamstring uh, injury that Devontae Adams had. So I'll probably actually lean towards Kenyon Drake. So I probably won't be playing Hopkins or Kyler Murray too much. That may come back to bite me because they're, they're both capable of, of torching uh, this Lions defense. Uh, another hamstring, which seems to be the, the trend here uh, when it comes to Julio Jones as well. Uh, that seemed to affect him a lot more than the coach let it on to be uh, when it came to him having limited practices last week. Uh, I wish the, the coach would have been a little bit more honest about his injury. Uh, that would have probably got me off of him some. Uh, but I did have a great deal of Ridley. And, and Ridley's, he's been good. He's been really, really good. Uh, 32, 36 points uh, week one, week two. Uh, if Julio's on the field, the least he's going to do is take attention uh, off of Ridley. So you really want Julio to play. Uh, I feel if you want the optimal uh, Calvin Ridley experience. But if Julio's in, I like Ridley again at 7,200. Uh, Steph Diggs, uh, Minnesota's misses him right now. I don't know if you watch any of the Vikings, but mm-hmm. I think Cousins misses him, Thielen misses him, the whole team misses him, and and Josh Allen's kind of reaping the benefits of, of Stephon Diggs. He'll have a tough matchup with Ramsey, uh, so it may be more of a John Brown week. Uh, not sure if I'll play Diggs or not, but he's been great. Uh, the 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 Bucks, eh, you don't know um, who they're going to go to. So Evans had a great game. Uh, without Godwin, but he should we he should be back. Uh, Broncos are going to be struggling, so this might be a get right week uh, for Tom Brady. I'm not going to play him at all. If I if I have to play, I always tend to lean Godwin uh, when it comes to to Tom Brady being the quarterback, just because he's not one of a one to really have a deep threat when it comes to his arm. Uh, so Godwin would probably be the guy out of those two if I play either at 6700, but I probably won't have any Buccaneers this week. Hey, Pierre, let me remind everybody, they're listening to the DFS Dreamers on the, the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Uh, I am Wes Easley, your host at Loafinet is where you can find me on Twitter. And Pierre, of course, is the co-host here. I don't know if it's co-host or host. I, I don't get too technical about all that, Pierre. You're the one with all the knowledge and information who has let, uh, taught me how to stack them up and run them back. At Wee 31 on Twitter with any of your DFS questions. And, and let me remind you, if you could, just make sure that you check in on Anchor FM. You can find all the different platforms, whatever platform you're comfortable in listening to the show on, and subscribe to the show with whatever platform that is. That always helps us out a lot, and it helps build up our momentum. It helps do all those things over on those platforms that you listen to us on. All right, Pierre, uh, looking at this, Juju had kind of a disappointing week last week, and I noticed in this next tier that DK Metcalf has overtaken Tyler Lockett as far as price goes, only by $100. Those guys are a yin and a yang kind of a player, and they seem to go together really, really well, but DK Metcalf might be having more of a fantasy output than Tyler Lockett is nowadays. Yeah, I, I actually like Lockett uh, more out of the two. Um, I feel like DK Metcalf is more your, your big play guy. Uh, when, when Russ is airing it out, it's going to be the Metcalf. He has a size. He has a speed. Raz Lockett um, kind of gets a little of both. He's a, a dink and dunk because he, he's running crosses. Uh, he's running out routes. So I, I like them both a lot. Um, if I only have to play one, it'd be Lockett. But this is one of those games uh, similar to last week with the, the Cowboys and Falcons that I think you can stack. Um, and I look at going with, with Russell Wilson and playing both Metcalf and Lockett. And then running the back with, with someone from the Cowboys, like a Cooper, uh, like a Gallup or a C.D. Lamb. So they're all in play. Uh, out of those, again, with the Seahawks, I go with Lockett. But I think he can stack and probably should stack uh, Metcalf and Lockett with Russell Wilson this week. 
one of the things that I know NFL players look at and they look at it for each other because there's bonuses involved and all those things. Uh, Amari Cooper has yet to catch a touchdown this season. If I remember right, it's third game. He needs to catch a touchdown. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He has some stats that he wants. He has some stats that he wants to keep. And and I think that those guys all kind of notice those things together. And, you know, there, there may be one of those taps on the shoulder where Dak says to Amari, I got you, man. I got you this week. So I'm looking for him to score a touchdown in Seattle. At least one. At least one, Pierre. It's a good call. Again, he can be someone you you run back in that stack. I prefer to play him at home personally. When you look at his home road splits, he does seem to excel more uh, there in Dallas. But he's definitely a receiver you can play anywhere. Yeah, I see everybody's going to be hot on Allen Robinson. He's 6,200. I always say this about A-Rob, man. I I love the guy, spectacular player, great catches. I don't don't understand how he can do what he does with his body in there. I I don't get it. But Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson have a tough time connecting in the end zone. I'm I'm afraid to talk about the Bears. You got a little upset when I brought up Kareem Cohen earlier, so I'm not sure if I can comment here. Uh, I do like Robinson. Uh, I feel like they're they're bound to connect. Uh, he's due for a blow-up game, especially coming off a, a poor outing uh, against the Giants and what I thought was a good matchup. He still got nine targets uh, last week, but he only he only converted three of those into catches. Uh, we've seen this Falcons defense two weeks in a row get torched by uh, wide receivers. So this is probably going to be Allen Robinson's week. If you, you want to go back to your Bears well, I would suggest you do it this week. Uh, and, and and get Alice, get Al Robinson in your lineup. Okay, well, I might take I might take that with a grain of salt, so I don't get too upset. Hey, Robert Woods uh, kind of starts off that next tier at sixty one hundred, and I'm going to say that tier drops down all the way into that uh, John Brown. I see a John Brown, a T Y Hilton who's been disappointing. Let's just go to Jeff uh, uh, Jarvis Landry at fifty five hundred. I guess we'll throw Michael Gallup in there as well. Yeah, so I, I like Robert Woods, um, another revenge uh, spot. He was with Buffalo uh, a few years before he, he got and landed with the Rams. Uh, $6,100, as I spoke. I really like golf at 5600 if you're looking for a, a cheap quarterback. Uh, and, and Robert Woods is a, a good target to, to kind of pair up uh, when it comes to, to Jared Goff. Uh, only had two catches uh, for 14 yards last week. He did have a rushing touchdown. Of all things, I expect him to get more involved and kind of be a little bit more motivated for a Bills team that that really kind of gave up on him. So I like him at 6,100. Uh, you scroll down. I, I like A.J. Brown if he plays. Uh, I know he's questionable right now uh, with the knee. Uh, if he does play, he's someone that you can kind of get back into uh, when it comes to that that Vikings defense to struggle. Uh, Tyler Boyle will be a good matchup uh, against Philly. Um, who's been torched uh, so far this year. Uh, you got to look at Burrow uh, going to him because A.J. Green uh, apparently can't catch the ball anymore. I'm really pulling for A.J. Green, as I stated. But, you know, he's got 13 targets last week, only had three catches. He kind of looks old, similar to how you said with, with Drew Brees. Uh, A.J. Green looks a little old to me. I'm not sure if it's just the rust from all the years of being injured. Uh, but I hope he, he, he can turn it around. I do like John Brown. Uh, if I'm going to put someone with Josh Allen this week, it's going to be John Brown, as I feel like uh, Diggs is going to draw the, the Jalen Ramsey matchup, which should free John Brown up. He's got a touchdown both weeks so far, uh, 19 and 18 points, which is really good, and around that three-point value. And then, you know, we, we talked about your Bears and, and your rough spot. Now you're, you're talking about T.Y. Hilton, uh, who's my, my coach in, in my rough spot. And, 
He dropped the ball last week, 44-yard touchdown right in his hands. Uh, the coaches blamed the sun, uh, and it was it was bright. I don't like the, the shadowing that happens there at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, but I feel like he's going to bounce back at some point. It could be against the Jets. Uh, a lot of folks are going to be on Jonathan Taylor again, uh, rightfully so. Uh, but, again, I'm a, I'm a big into, you know, zagging uh, when everyone's going a certain direction. So I'll probably have T.Y. Hilton a little more owned than Jonathan Taylor uh, this week uh, just because I feel like he's, he's kind of due and the, the ownership's going to be on Taylor. I I could see that going, and I was building a stack as you were talking, man. I was I was building the stack, and I was running it back with those Rams and the Buffalo Bills myself. That's what I was doing. I'll reveal that one at the end of the show. This I like the I like the bottom tier of wide receivers. I feel more comfortable this week getting some of these bottom tiered ones. Russell Gage might become the number two receiver there. I don't know what that does to his targets. Bounces them up to fourteen or fifteen this week. I I don't know. I don't know who the Russell Gage will be if Russell if if Julio Jones sits out though this week. And then. I'm also looking at a uh, Henry Ruggs as well for five thousand. Yeah, I don't, I don't like playing players against the the Patriots. I know you you had the, the the Seahawks really explode, but Russell Wilson and the Seahawks is a different story. I expect a, a letdown from the Raiders. A big win uh, against the Saints. Um, I feel like that they're probably gonna just just falter a bit uh, when it comes to New England. I expect Belichick to to be ready for them as well. Uh, so I probably won't play any rugs. I do like the lower tier uh, receivers, though. You have those Dallas Cowboy guys with Gallup and Lamb, 5,500, 5,400, uh, if you're going to run that back in that Seahawks and, and Cowboys stack. Uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, the reason that Juju didn't have the best game uh, last week is because of Deontay Johnson. And if you look at even week one, he had 10 targets, and he really struggled that first half. If he doesn't struggle in the first half, Juju may not even have the game he had week one. I think Roethlisberger really loves to, to throw it to Deontay Johnson. I like him, again, at 5,400 against the Texans there. I feel like he'll be the, the main target for Roethlisberger. Uh, Corey Davis, if uh, if A.J. Brown sits again, uh, he's going to be another guy you want to have on your radar. Uh, the touchdown really saved him uh, last week. Uh, but, again, if he's if he's out there and if he's the, the number one guy um, for Tannehill, uh, he's someone you got to play. And then, again, Robbie Anderson, we, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater earlier. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey. I feel the Panthers are going to have to throw the ball more. Robbie Anderson's looked really good uh, with his connection with Bridgewater. Over 100 yards back-to-back weeks, uh, 28 and 21 fantasy points. At 5,200, uh, he could definitely get behind uh, that secondary, similar to Tyreek Hill and how he did so um, last week for the Chiefs. So I like Robbie Anderson there at 5,200. I don't know what it is with my infatuation in the New York Giants this year. I, I have no idea. But I think Sterling Shepard is a little bit banged up, uh, just like it seems like everybody is in the NFL, but that's what that happens to the wide receiving core in New York. And Darius Slayton's only 4,900. Golden Tate is only 4,500. There's not going to be a big pass rush from the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they they lost a couple of players last week, and their secondary is a little bit banged up as well. This might be a sneaky little play here with the New York Giants. I can't do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> you're hating, you're hating uh, on my picks this week. I can't play the Giants. I just I refuse to play Giants wide receivers. The only time you play is you play Darius Slayton on primetime slates because he right. tends to explode on primetime slates. Other than that, I if you win money on the Giants, more power to you. I'm not playing the Giants. I don't care who's in the 49ers secondary. 
it's not going to be me playing them. I promise. <laughs> All right. Well, those are my sneaky plays. Those are my sneaky plays when I just get a little bit funny with things. Oh, do you see anybody down there at the bottom that we just need to worry about at all? Not really worry about. Um, you got Jalen Rigor. Uh, Eagles really need some weapons. I don't know. Carson Wentz just looks off. His He's not throwing uh, the way he's thrown in previous years. It's almost like he's not using his base. He's more throwing with his upper body. Uh, hopefully he takes a look at the film and works on his mechanics. Uh, but if he does, then, you know, that Bengals defense, you know, they just got beat up by the Browns on the ground and through the air. Uh, so Jalen Rigore there at uh, 42 uh, could be someone you can look at. Um, you got to look at Indianapolis a bit. I know we talked about T.Y. Hilton, but, but Parrish Campbell is also out. Um, so cheaper guys like uh, Zach Pascal, as well as Michael Pittman Jr. down at 4K. Uh, he really came on. Uh, I watched that game and, uh, Rivers really targeted him there uh, after that that Campbell uh, injury took place. He had six targets, uh, only only four for 37, but you have to feel once he gets more comfortable, once he gets more reps, um, he's a big-bodied guy that, that Rivers likes to throw to. Uh, so I could see Pittman having a pretty solid day um, at 4K. And then last week's darling with everyone at with Tampa, oh, Scotty Miller, uh, really disappointed everybody. Uh, he's at 4K still. Um, real cheap price. If you have got one in Evans' back, which they should, that actually is when it opens up uh, things for Scotty Miller over the middle. You don't want him as your number two guy, but if he's your, your third guy, fourth guy in the slot that doesn't have any attention, uh, he's someone you can turn to. And then Adam Humphreys has actually had a really good rapport with Tannehill uh, when he's healthy. Uh, even last year before Humphreys got hurt, uh, he had a couple really good games um, with Tannehill. And this year, again, he's been in double digits. Uh, both weeks so far for DFS at five catches, 48 yards for a touchdown last week. Uh, he's going to be another target uh, similar to Corey Davis as AJ Brown's out. Um, so Humphreys uh, there at 3,900 is another cheap guy you can look at if you need someone in that range. Yeah, I know it's a Monday night game, but uh, if if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, which it, it, you know he doesn't seem to come back really quick from injuries, it, it almost feels like a a place for Demarcus Robinson to score a touchdown. He just seems to score those touchdowns whenever nobody's looking. You know, and, and I don't know that anybody will be a pay, paying attention to him this week. He does. I I just I can't trust those no, cheaper keys no. when it comes to him. When it comes to Hartman, even Pringle uh, had a couple big games last year. So those are. Those are tough, but yeah, you might be right. Uh, I know week one, even Robinson had a drop uh, in the end zone that could have been, should have been a touchdown. Uh, so definitely a good call if Watkins does sit for any reason uh, to look at Robinson. Let's jump over to the, the defenses before we hit on them tight ends. Do, do you love any of these defenses this week? You know who I, you know what I do. I like to scroll to the bottom and go from the top to the bottom, but do you have any defenses that you just have to start for a big price this week? Well, that worked for me last week because I actually played the Colts. I, I wasn't big on the Vikings. I thought that the, the Colts would show up, and they got me 15 points at, at 2,500, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they get the Jets, but they're the highest-priced defense uh, on the main slate at 4,100. I'm not sure I go back to them there. Um, when it comes down to the, the lower range, that's really a, a tough go. Um, I look at the Panthers uh, potentially just because I'm not so – um, on the Chargers. Yeah, Herbert looked good last week um, in, in place of Tyrod, but he, he may struggle a bit um, when it comes to additional week. Uh, so that's a, a definitely a matchup to, to, to pay attention to um, when it comes to the Panthers. Uh, another cheap one is going to be, or it's really tough here actually looking down at it. I'm not going to like the Raiders. I don't like the Bengals. 
I'm probably going to pay up uh, for defense this week uh, when it comes to the, the breakdowns. I like the Steelers. Uh, they were kind of a letdown, but the, the Texans haven't really looked great um, to me. Uh, I think they really missed DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Will Fuller. I don't know if he even had a target uh, when it came to last week, which is terrible. Um, but I like the Steelers at, at 4K um, when it comes to the defenses. I like the Buccaneers at 3,700. Uh, with backup Jeff Driscoll and, and old Corton Sutton there against Denver. That's a good spot for them. Um, I like the, the the Patriots. I feel like they're going to have a bounce back against the Raiders. I feel like the, the Raiders are going to falter. Um, I can see the, the Patriots kind of stepping back up there um, in Foxborough and, and going well at 3,200. That's probably the lowest I'm going to go, though, is going to be the, the Patriots at 3,200. I just really don't like any of the, the cheaper defenses this week. No, as I scroll through there, too, I didn't see anything that just jumped out at me like, ooh, there's one, there's one. So, yes, I'm probably going to pay up this week for defenses as well. All right, Pierre, we just have a little bit of time left here to cover the tight end position. And this might be one of those bounce-back weeks for some of these guys. I don't know if Tyler Higby can keep the ball rolling, but he's going against that 24th-ranked Buffalo Bill defense, and people may be staying away from him just because it's the Buffalo Bills. Do you like Tyler Higby this week? I do. I do. Good matchup. Uh, 24th ranked defense are the Bills against a tight end. Uh, I wouldn't expect three touchdowns again, uh, but I, I do think that the, the Rams will continue to get him involved. Um, it was good to see him getting involved because I have him on like four out of my five uh, fantasy teams. But I do like him at 5,900. I'm not going to play Waller against the, the Patriots again. I'm not big um, on the Raiders this week. I'm going to probably jump down to a Johnny Smith there at 5,200. Uh, he's had a really good first couple weeks uh, when it comes to that Titans um, offense. So him at 5,200, the, the the Eagles, I think you got to avoid both of those guys right now uh, when it comes to Ertz and Goddard. Uh, you just don't know which one's going to show up. If you want to flip a coin, uh, you're, you're more than willing to. Uh, I like my guy Hurst. I know folks are going to get tired of me talking about him, but he, he came out in week two, like I said he would, uh, only came up $100. I know it's against your beloved Bears. Uh, but I do like Hurst there at 4,700. And then you're going to start getting down to the range where a lot of these backups are coming into play if you want me to touch on that range there. Well, no, I like Hurst too as, as well. They're forcing him the ball. They're they're giving him opportunities. They they started looking for him on third downs even to pull out the first down. And uh, once again, they're forcing him those opportunities. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you somebody who people may fade, and, and I'm not sure why this week. Travis Kelsey. I know it's against Baltimore. But Baltimore, if they have a weakness, it's against the tight end this year. I, I saw that on Twitter somewhere. And and he's going they are the twenty was it the twenty eighth ranked, twenty ninth ranked defense against tight ends. I know he's seven thousand and that's a big price to pay, but if if Andy Reid sees a weakness, he's gonna try to go for it. Yeah, again, we're we're thankful to have that as a Monday night game. Uh Kelsey's definitely a, a target of mine when it comes to the showdown slate. I think he's kind of that that guy you look at when it comes to the captain spot uh, who can give you a big game, uh, but not as pricey as Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I do like Kelsey um, when it comes to 7K. Um, if you are playing the the all day or all weekend slate, I guess you would say. Um, but I really like the cheap range. Uh, if we get down here to the cheap range, um, I like, well, it has to start with, with Schultz. Um, big game from the Cowboys at, at 4,500. He's coming in now, jumped $800, uh, but nine catches, 88 yards and a touchdown. I'm not sure if it's a fluke, uh, but he's someone you got to look at when it comes to that high, highest over under game uh, with the Seahawks and the Cowboys. 
Um, not a big fan of Austin Hooper. I, I feel like that team uh, has Odell Beckham and, and Jarvis Landry, two guys that, that really just command the ball, uh, whether they should be having it or not, or whether they're open or not. Um, so I feel like he may be the, the lost guy there uh, with the Browns. So I don't see myself playing him at all. Uh, the coach situation is one to watch. Uh, Mo Alley Cox, uh, big game. I know I spoke about it on Twitter. Uh, Philip Rivers was a former uh, college basketball player, similar to Antonio Gates. Uh, Mo Alley Cox was a, a player there at VCU uh, under Shaka Smart. Uh, 19 points last week, five catches, 111 yards. If Jack Doyle's still out, he's a good play at uh, 3,800. Uh, Drew Sample, um, I mentioned earlier, but no C.J. Uzuma. Uh, he's been ruled out and put put on the IR uh, for the Bengals. Uh, Sample came in, uh, had nine targets from Burrow, uh, seven catches, 45 yards. Uh, they spent, I want to say, a second-round pick on him a couple years ago, uh, actually last year in 2019. So I could see him being a big part of that, that Bengals offense moving forward. Um, it looked like he had a connection with Burrow. Uh, he's only 3,500 against the Eagles, so that's a that's a good play for me uh, when it comes to Drew Sample at 3,500. Now you skipped right over my man Logan Thomas going against the 32nd ranked Cleveland defense. Only 3,700 this week, and he gets plenty of targets in Washington. I, I just don't get the love for Logan Thomas. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I don't understand it personally. Uh, he was in Detroit last year uh, with a quarterback. A lot of folks are saying, oh, he's got – Haskins, he needs a quarterback. He, he had a quarterback, at least when he was healthy, uh, with Matt Stafford last year. And he didn't really do much. Uh, I know they had Hawkinson there, uh, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a Logan Thomas fan. He's getting targets, eight and nine targets. And, and part of DFS is opportunity. You want guys with opportunity and guys with volume. Uh, he's definitely one of those guys. Um, but I don't like his quarterback, and, and I really don't like him uh, as a player so much uh, when it comes to fantasy. All right, Pierre, we got to find a head-to-head matchup. We're going to go head-to-head this week, and we're going to see who wins. Again, I'm going to take all my flyers. (laughs) You take your educated guesses, okay? Hey, give me a winning lineup, though, because you can tell I am all over the board. All right, well, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to start again with that over-under. It it went really well for me last week, Um, so I'm going to go back to the well, and that's going to be the the Cowboys and the Seahawks, so – I'm going to plug in uh, Russell Wilson. I'm going to ride the hot hand. So I'm going to play him there at, at 7,300. And I'm going to pair him up, as I, I stated earlier, with both Metcalf um, and Lockett uh, to, to kind of give me that, that Seahawks stack. I'll probably run it back here with, with C.D. Lamb, uh, take a little bit of a discount down from Cooper, uh, go with Lamb at 50 at 5,400, who had a really good uh, game uh, when it came to last week with uh, over 100 yards. And he had nine targets there. Running backs where it's going to get interesting. Um, I'm going to try to jam in Eckler. I like him at 6,800 quite a bit. Uh, he's in a good matchup. If I can get Miles Sanders, I'm going to try to get him in there as well at 6,400. That leaves me with about 3,700 right there when it comes to salary remaining. Uh, I do like uh, Drew Sample, uh, who I just spoke about at tight end, uh, going up against the Eagles. That actually gives me someone opposite. Uh, Miles Sanders as well, in case that game stays close. So I'll go with him at 3,500. Uh, the cheapest I said I'll go at defense was going to be the Patriots. Uh, so I'll, I'll plug in the Patriots there at 3,200, which leaves me about $4,500 uh, when it comes to that remaining flex spot. Uh, I'm not going to play Golden Tate because I'm not touching the Giants. Uh, I'll probably look at someone either double tight end with a Schultz if I want to continue to stack that Cowboys and Seahawks game, or I'll go down and get someone. 
um, like a, a Michael Pittman Jr., who I spoke about earlier, uh, who should get more targets with Paris Campbell there at 4K uh, for the Colts. Yeah, I, I, I like your lineup a little bit better than my Rams lineup. We'll we'll see. I'm going to go head to head with you though. We're gonna we're gonna have the results next week. If you keep up with it, there's no way I'm keeping up with it, Pierre. No way I'm keeping up with it this week. Hey, great job again, buddy. You're a fountain of information. Thank you so much for helping me build my quarter jukebox winners, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Wes. It's always a pleasure. And people can find you on Twitter where? Peewee31, letter P, W-E-E-31. Yeah, and I want to encourage everybody to follow Peewee31. Ask him all your DFS questions on Twitter. You can find him there. You can find me, Wes Easley, at Loafinit on Twitter as well. You can find the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Uh, We have all the hosts from all the different shows on the Fantasy Impact Today Network listed right there. Make sure you follow everybody and keep up the speed on what's going on on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Also, if you can, subscribe to the show any of the shows on whatever platform you're most comfortable in slap. If you're on the iTunes app, slap those stars around a little bit, leave a review. Let us know that you're listening. Let iTunes know you're listening, but more importantly than all those things, the crew here at fantasy impact today want to encourage you to find a way to go out into the world and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 